I want to take a second to remind you to sign up for the Poso Daily Brief. It is completely free. It'll be one email that's sent to you every day. You can stop the endless scrolling trying to find out what's going on in your world. We will have this delivered directly to you totally for free. Go to humanevents.com slash Poso. Sign up today. It's called the Poso Daily Brief. Read what I read for show prep. You will not regret it. Humanevents.com slash Poso. Totally free. The Poso Daily Brief. Well, ladies and gentlemen, welcome aboard today's special edition of Human Events Daily. So we've been doing these sort of sit-down interviews, sort of candid interviews. I say sit-down because they're not they're not actually sit-down. We are virtual, obviously. But we've been reaching out to a bunch of people that we have in the Human Events Daily Expended Universe. And one of the things that I wanted to do is, for a few times, just be able to actually talk with people that are making so much of the news that we do, so much of the coverage that we do. And obviously there's there's issues every single day. There's always gonna be some crazy breaking news. There's always gonna be some crazy uh, in, insanity that you see. And the craziest stuff that you see every day is always, of course, on Libs of TikTok. But who is Libs of TikTok? Who founded it? Okay, we know Haya Raichik. We know she was doxxed. We know they went after a family. Taylor Lorenz and the Washington Post went after a family. But then what did she do? She came back twice as hard, doubled down, is going after them, is confronting AOC, had the run-in with AOC at the, in Washington, D.C., at the Capitol Hill uh, complex. Then we even held a book reading together because we have children's books that we wrote. She came and did that whole thing. It was right after... They were calling for this trans day of vengeance in Washington, D.C. And her and I talked about this with Kirk Cameron, with Sean Spicer. And we said, do we want to still have this books reading, this this event that's supposed to go on? This is after the Nashville shooting, the horrific shooting. Remember, people, you have to understand the context because it was after the shooting. And the trans day of vengeance was being called for that week in Washington, D.C., where our book reading was being scheduled. And I talked to her about it and I said, look, I, I totally understand if you don't want to come to this, if you, you know, have a scheduling issue or something, because we, we know it's there's going to be police, there's going to be private security. But, hey, given the situation, it's 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 still a crapshoot. She said she was going to come. And actually, all of us came, all of us showed up and even family showed up because you can't let them win. And Haya Raichik is not the type of person who lets the other side win. She is a fighter. She is a patriot. And that's why I'm very excited that we have her here today on Human Events Daily. We are very excited to welcome back here Human Events Daily, Haya Raichik, the founder of Lives with TikTok. If I remember correctly, this is the, not your first time on the show but this is the first time that we've actually had you on the show as yourself. Yeah, last time we did just voice. It was before I right. came out, and it's very exciting to now be able to do in-person stuff. For your epic reveal, what's it what's it like being on the other side now? Was it is it weird? You know, I know it was kind of not necessarily willing, uh, thanks to Taylor Lorenz. But what's you know what's what's your take now that you've gone through the fire, so to speak? I think at the end of the day, it was a net positive. And in general, I like to find the silver lining and everything. So in terms of the doxing, I mean, that is the greatest case of the strides and the fact that I've ever seen. 
Um, and then in terms of the face reveal, I mean, there's so much opportunity now. You know, people were at, kept asking me to come on their shows and, and politicians wanted to meet with me and people wanted me to attend their events. So I think in the end, you know, now I'm able to, to take all those opportunities and, and help promote the, the, you know, promote lives of TikTok and what we stand for, which is to protect children. So I think it ended up being pretty good. No, I, I think at the end, what they did was they actually unleashed a monster. And I don't think they realized they did that because <laughs> it's like, we're going to go. They thought they were slaying the dragon, you know, or, or Taylor Renz thought she would. She was. But really what they did was that she created a monster. And now because she did that, like you have no excuse not to uh, just completely go unleashed on all of them yeah. all and they, they keep making this mistake. I feel like they always do this. They, like, will focus on something, trying to, you know, with the intention to silence someone or intimidate them or scare them. And then it always just ends up backfiring on them. So, like, I think in my case, it was very much like that. Not just, not, it, it's very much also, I've always been like that. You know, if you're going to come after me, if you're going to uh, lie about me or, or do something really bad to me. I that is what gets my gets me going. Like that's where I get. Well, they, I mean, they went after your family. They literally went after your family. Yeah, literally. I mean, like they were coming to my parents' house, and uh, you know, I'm I'm obviously not going to stand for that. So I'm gonna. I'm just gonna fight harder. And and also at the end of the day, they they're doing it because because they were trying to scare me into silence. And just knowing that and knowing that I'm actually going to do the exact opposite because these people are, are people that we, you know, we disagree on basically everything. <laughs> and these are people who are coming after kids. So I'm going to do whatever I can to actually do the exact opposite of what they want. No, I couldn't agree more because at, at the end of the day, it's, it's, they, they seem to think that if they can, if they can silence you through intimidation then they're going to win, but they don't seem to realize that they are the ones. It's 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 sort of the, what's the line? Um, they they cry out in pain as they strike you. So it's like you're the ones who are attacking us in the first place. They're like, well, wh who you know what caused the radicalization of of Hayarajik? What caused the radicalization of Jack Posobiec? It's like it's like you understand we're doing this in response to the things you are doing, right? You are yeah. you are responsible. Which is another thing, by the way. I feel like. All we do is like we just react to them. They keep moving the overship window. They keep getting more and more insane, and they keep trying to change more language and change and 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 do crazy things. And we just keep reacting to them. And then they attack us. Like, oh, why are you why are you reacting? It's like you know the biggest crime is just noticing what they're doing, and that you pattern. know what pattern recognition. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but I mean, just my way of doing things and yours as well I know and I think a lot of more of like the independent um commentators and people like that is you know we 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 need to start going on the offense and that's what I try to do and I think that's what scares them as well instead of just reacting to them and just always getting defensive you know we, we're gonna go on offense and and that's what I like about a lot of the a lot of people who are who are using their platforms um, to do that. So I was talking to Tanya the other day, and I know we had her on the show, and we were talking about how we want to make sure that our family's purchases and our family's financials go to the companies, not only that, of course, support 
the podcast, support the work that we're doing, but also go to support the movement. And we're going to support people that don't hate us. We don't want to be giving our money to our enemies anymore. It's our own little economic warfare on our own. And that's what's so great about Public Square, because when you go to publicsquare.com, it's a list of everything, and you can go to the website, you can get the app, et cetera, however you want to access it. You can go and search on there for every company that's in this space or for something that you're looking for say, you know, I need some of this, but I got to order it. I want to make sure that it's, you know, that it's coming. Of course, we've got kids. We're ordering stuff all the time. We're buying stuff all the time uh, for them. Anybody who's out there has got kids, you know exactly what I'm talking about. And also you don't want to be looking forever. Well, what's great with publicsquare.com, it's your one-stop shop. And if you have a business yourself, because I know there's a lot of business owners and small businesses that are looking for marketing opportunities that want to get out there, go to publicsquare.com. You can list yourself on there. And so people will know. They'll feel that comfortable feeling that their money is going to people who have the same beliefs and values as them. Go to publicsquare.com and download the app today. I was here last week because I attempted to ask AOC why she lied about me in a committee hearing. She cowered away, she refused to talk to me. So I'm back here today, one week later, and I'm going to deliver her an ethics complaint that I filed for lying about an American citizen in a committee hearing. So AOC, she broke the rules. Believe it or not, there's actually rules on Capitol Hill. And 23 clause one is a big one. You gotta act in a way that reflects credibility on the House, and lying about you know, a US citizen certainly doesn't do that. So we're filing this ethics complaint. Let's go inside and see if she's there. How are you doing? Just dropping off some mail for the conversation. Hi, so basically a few weeks ago, AOC yeah. lied about me in a committee hearing. Okay. So I tried to come last week and talk to her, yeah. but she kind of cowered away, wasn't interested in talking to me. Okay. So uh, together with uh, Mike from the Heritage Foundation Oversight, um, he helped me file this ethics complaint. So we filed that. And if you can give it to AOC, sure. I would really appreciate it. Thank you. I just delivered an ethics complaint to your office because uh -huh. you lied about me in the committee. Oh, yeah, yeah, so what was it like? Because I know you recently had a one-on-one -on -one meeting with Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, your biggest fan in Congress, and you got to meet her. Were you fangirling just a little bit? I know you were. She, so I, I saw her and I had gone to her office to, to deliver an ethics complaint after she lied about me in a committee hearing and she wasn't there. And then as I was leaving, she was standing there and I saw her and I was like, oh my God, like this is such a great moment. So she, I waited on the side. She was in the middle of talking to some people. And then I went over to her and I said, hi, can I take a picture with you? And she thought I was just like a fan. So she got so excited. She's like, yes, of course. She was very friendly big smile, we posed for the picture. And then I was like, so as I'm standing next to her, her arm is around my back. And I said, uh, oh, by the way, I just dropped off an ethics complaint at your office because you lied about me. And then oh that <laughs> moment where it clicked and where she realized who I was, the look on her face was like epic. It was the greatest thing I've ever seen. She was wait, wait. shocked. What? Wait, you did you did did you say your name or did you say lives with no. TikTok or you didn't? No. You did, oh, so you mentioned the ethics complaint, and then the minute you mentioned that, she knew it, she it clicked, and she yeah. knew exactly. Yeah, exactly. I'm sure some of her staff got a big screaming at after for not you know. Knowing <laughs> oh yeah. Helping the whole interaction, but oh my god, it was so it was so well, good. That was the day 
that was the day that we did our book reading in in DC. And yeah. if I remember correctly, you said because we finished that thing at the library, and then that was in like uh, in like Adams Morgan, and then over by the zoo, and then you. I was like, I gotta go back. I got the show to do. I'm I'm big and important, and I have big and important Jack Posobiec things to do. Post the guy roll, and and you were like, I'm gonna go. You were like, you you said you had a flight later, but then you said you have a couple hours, and you're like, I think I'm gonna go stop by Congress. And I was like, all right, whatever. You're gonna stop by Congress. Have fun, you know. And then all of a sudden, um, I see this video, and it's like, I just confronted AOC. Like you have full Alex Stein on it, and I was like, oh my gosh, <laughs> she really did it. Yeah, it was, well, it was a follow-up to the week before where I attempted to ask her why she lied about me. And I was ready to sit down and have a conversation and debate this, but she wasn't there. Or she was there, but didn't want to talk to me. So this was like the follow-up. But I, I didn't know that I would bump into her. So it was really, it just, I mean, it was really coincidental, but it worked out really well. It was it was really fun. Um, well, as, yeah. as as uh, as, uh, as Steve Bannon likes to say, there there are no conspiracies, but there are coincidences. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there are some conspiracies. I think. Oh uh, well, well, I wouldn't say conspiracy. I would just say people in power colluding behind locked doors to achieve more power, more more wealth, more greed, more well, and then to your point, you know, more effects on our children. That all you do. This is what I, this is what always gets me. The only thing you do is repost videos that other people have already posted to the internet. That's it. That's literally the, you don't add anything. You don't edit anything. You don't like editorialize. You just post the video. That's it. It's so crazy. That's how threatened they are by their own views because they're the, the reality is their views don't hold up to scrutiny, right? Like they can't justify, for example, giving kids porn in school, which is something I talk about a lot. There's no way for them to justify it. They can't justify chopping off young, healthy girls' breasts. They just can't. They know that when we talk about these things, they look really bad. And so I'm just showing them what they're doing. And they just, it drives them nuts. It drives them so insane to the point that they have to come doxing, right? So I'm just going to continue doing that because my goal is to drive the radical left as insane as possible and to get them extremely nervous. So that's what I'm going to keep doing. Well, I would, <laughs> so, I would say you're doing a fairly good job of that. <laughs> you also do. We're, we're good at this. Well, you're, you're like one of those people, and I... I, I said this to you offline. I'll, I'll mention it again, though. You're like one of those people who, and there's a few people like this, like James O'Keefe, like you, Candace Owens, uh, Charlie Kirk to an extent, of course, you know, Donald Trump, that it's like Kyle Rittenhouse for sure. Your mere existence drives them nuts. Like you could just show up somewhere and just your, your presence being there and they lose it. They go absolutely insane. Okay. And the yeah. same way you've done this, the kids book, which my son loves, by the way, he asks for your book all the time. It's so good. He's like, that is like, it's like, he's like, no, she, Rose, don't take the, don't take the cupcakes from that, that teacher. He's bad. He's bad. And I'm like, oh, I think he's good. Don't you want a cupcake? No, daddy. No. And then they want to go to the, um, the, the candy cavern. Oh, that's so cute. Thanks for sharing that. Yeah. It's really sweet. I hope, I hope your kids learned a lesson from it. Um, but yeah, there's like, I could just write like good morning and they're, they'll be so triggered. They just like, they just can't handle our existence. Like just because we're just honest and we just, we we just exist. And it just, it drives them so insane. Like, yeah, I always say like, 
the only reason we're not dead yet is because they don't want to go to jail. But if they had the opportunity to eliminate us, they would 100% take it if they have the opportunity to do it without consequences. Just listen to the latest podcast with John Mearsheimer, and he talks all about how the United States is in an extremely precarious position right now, facing the real front of a World War III with Russia and China now aligned against the United States. The United States is in a situation that he actually points out to not dissimilar from World War I era Germany, where war is going to break out, horrific war. Look, I don't know if that's gonna happen, none of us do, but we do know that we can insure for anything that might happen in the future. And that's why My Patriot Supply, with a three month emergency food kit, you are now getting a special deal that with each kit you order, you get a bonus package of up to $200 of crucial survival gear for absolutely free. So go to mypatriotsupply.com right now and insure yourself, insure your family. You know what? Just grab one and throw it in the back of your car so you'll have it when disaster strikes. Mypatriotsupply.com. Well, and I think that's why, and and I, if, um, you know, I know you'll be speaking soon here at the Young Women's Leadership Summit for TPOSA. So everyone's very excited. Is that your, um, correct me if I'm wrong, so there'll be tons of security, just like every Turning Point event. Actually, people don't even realize this. For Turning Point events, um, the guest list itself is vetted. So even if, if you buy a ticket, you are being vetted. There is physical security in terms of obviously local police. There's also hired security that they bring in for the event itself. These are highly secured events because we know we've got people coming in from all over the country that come to them. But if I if I'm to understand this correctly, is this your first time speaking at an event like this? Um, well, I was at CPAC, but that was more of like on a panel. Mm -hmm. um, I've spoken at a couple of smaller things, but this is, I think, the biggest event that I'll be speaking at as an independent speaker. So it's very exciting. No, I think I think uh, Turning Point is very lucky to have you, to have you at that event, to be a voice for for young women. I know we've only got like a minute left, but if, if you can, like, can you give us a preview at all of what your advice for young women would be? Because I don't know if you know this, but uh, obviously Turning Point is built on its its college chapters, but actually for the first time in Turning Point's history, in the decade plus history of Turning Point, the high school chapters now outnumber the college chapters at Turning Point. So they're gonna be, there's gonna be high school students, there's gonna be young college students looking to advance their career, looking to make it in the real world today, what would your advice be to aspiring, you know, and not even necessarily conservatives, but just people who are trying to make it out there today? Well, I would say that, um, first of all, follow your heart. So you can try to do something that's not natural to you and it's just not gonna click, it's not gonna work. So I think one of the reasons Liz TikTok is so successful is because people realize and people feel and understand that it's coming from my heart. I genuinely 1000% believe in the mission of Lives of TikTok. Um, it's something that I feel very strongly about, which helps with the motivation. Um, that's what helps me continue fighting, even when it gets really tough. Um, and I, I mean, that's, that's, num that's number one. Um, so it has to be authentic, be authentic to yourself. Um, and, and don't try to do something just because that thing sounds all, you know, it could sound very flashy and, 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 and sounds really amazing and sounds like something that, 
you know, um, would be really fine or whatever. But if it's not authentic to you, it's just not going to work. Well, that's uh, that's uh, you're quoting Shakespeare right there. That's Hamlet, right? Uh, whatever else and everything that you do to thine own self be true. That's him. That's him. I really feel that it's it's really true. Yeah. Somebody somebody gave me that quote when I was younger, like way before I, I it was at the point where I could read, you know, Shakespeare. And, uh, you know, I just it was so powerful. And it's, I think that's why even here, what, 500 years later, we still it still resonates because it's that important. Hi, right. Chick, where can people go to follow you? Um, obviously, we know it lives a TikTok account, but where else where else are you, are, is your work these days? Where can people get access? So LizzoTikTok.com is my Substack, or my book is available on LOTTbook.com. All right. Hi, all right, Chick. The founder of Live to TikTok. You can catch her at the Turning Point USA Young Women's Leadership Summit. Always a pleasure. Thank you. Uh, God bless you and everything that you are doing. Keep up the fight. That's all I got to say. Thank you. Nice to see you, Jack. Lives of TikTok is one of the great examples of the power of investigative and independent journalism. So you look at independent journalism out there, like what she does, like what Human Events does every day. You go to humanevents.com. Make sure you sign up there. You sign up, uh, subscribe for the podcast, subscribe on our Rumble, the Post Millennial as well. Of course, you sign up on everyone. Go ad free for five bucks or something. This is the new media. We are the media now. When Elon took Twitter. And what did we say with ALX the other day? It's not that Twitter is not social media. This is what people get wrong. Twitter is the news. Twitter is mainstream media, but it's the first place where the user has the ability to go toe to toe with multinational corporations. It's the first place ever in history that's had that. That's why it is the new public square of the 21st century. And you look at all she does. It's it's the simple, brilliant, and fearless work that she does by going and finding these videos of pure insanity that's being indoctrinated to our children and then post them on Twitter. So once all of those stars align, you see the ability for people to get the news forward. Rumble is rapidly becoming, and I've said a million times, I hope that Rumble does a deal with Elon. I hope they do a deal with True Social. I hope they do deals everywhere because through the power of independent media, this is how we win. This is how we defeat the regime. And this is how we take our country back and found the new American Republic. Ladies and gentlemen, as always, you have my permission to lay ashore. 